Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just next to the English Channel. We hope all of you are well and safe and happy in all respects. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave a very beautiful poetic uh, glorification of the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, which we're in the process of reading. He said, In due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive, by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam. But under no circumstances, release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage, because after it is subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. Jai 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 Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jai Advaita Chandra Jai Gaurabhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaurabhakta Vrinda So we reached the Adi Lila 7th chapter glorifying the Panchatattva and in it we, we've reached text 59. Um, Lord Chaitanya is in Varanasi um, and a, an arrangement has been made by His mercy uh, that a Brahmana had come to vid- visit him while he was staying at Varanasi and invited him to a uh, lunch uh, in which all the sannyasis would be there. Now he knew that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not associating with the Mayavadi sannyasis but, but because Tapan Mishra and Chandrasekhar had been hearing criticism of Lord Chaitanya from these Mayavadi sannyasis they were extremely uh, uh, wrought with anxiety. And so in order to save his devotees for, from anxiety and to deliver the sannyasis, which was one of the reasons why he took sannyas, uh, he said, all right, I'll accept your invitation. And that's where we are. <clears throat> Text 59. 
As soon as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw the sannyasis, he immediately offered obeisances and then he went to wash his feet. After washing his feet, he sat down by the place where he had done so. Purport By offering his obeisances to the Mayavadi sannyasis, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very clearly exhibited his humbleness to everyone. Vaishnavas must not be disrespectful to anyone, to say nothing of a sannyasi. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches, Amanina Manadena. One should always be respectful to others, but should not demand respect for himself. A sannyasi should always walk barefoot, and therefore when he enters a temple or a society of devotees, he should first wash his feet and then sit down in a proper place. In India, it is still, still the prevalent custom that one put his shoes in a specified place and then enter the temple barefoot after washing his feet. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is an ideal acharya and those who follow in his footsteps should practice the methods of devotional life that he teaches us. Text 60 <clears throat> After sitting on the ground, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his mystic power by manifesting an effulgence as brilliant as the illumination of millions of suns. Purport Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, is full of all potencies. Therefore, it is not remarkable for him to manifest the illumination of millions of suns. Lord Sri Krishna is known as Yogeshwar, the master of all mystic powers. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Lord Krishna himself. Therefore, he can exhibit any mystic power. Text 61 When the sannyasis saw the brilliant illumination of the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their minds were, were attracted and they all immediately gave up their sitting places and stood in respect. Purport To draw the attention of common men, sometimes saintly person, persons, acharyas and teachers exhibit extraordinary opulences. This is necessary to attract the attention of fools, but a saintly person should not misuse such power for personal sense gratification, like false saints who declare themselves to be God. Even a magician can exhibit extraordinary feats that are not understandable to common men, but this does not mean that the magician is God. <clears throat> it is a most sinful activity to attract attention by exhibiting mystic powers and then to utilize this opportunity to declare oneself to be God. A real saintly person never declares himself to be God, but always places himself in the position of a servant of God. For a servant of God, there is no need to exhibit mystic powers, and he does not like to do so. But on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, a humble servant of God performs his activities in such a wonderful way that no common man can dare try to act like him. 
that a saintly person never takes credit for such actions because he knows very well that when wonderful things are done on his behalf by the grace of the Supreme Lord, all credit goes to the Master and not to the servant. Text 62. The leader of all the Mayavadi sannyasis present was named Prakashananda Saraswati. <clears throat> and after standing up, he addressed Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as follows with great respect. Purport As Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed respect to all the Mayavadi sannyasis, similarly, the leader of the Mayavadi sannyasis, Prakashananda, also showed his respects to the Lord. 63. Please come here, come here, Your Holiness. Why do you sit in that unclean place? What's, what has caused your lamentation? Purport. Here is the distinction between Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Prakashananda Saraswati. In the material world, everyone wants to introduce himself as very important, and great, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced himself very humbly and meekly. The Mayavadis were sitting in an exalted position, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat in a place that was not even clean. Therefore, the Mayavadi sannyasis thought that he must have been aggrieved for some reason, and Prakashananda Saraswati inquired about the cause for his lamentation. Text 64. <clears throat> the Lord replied, I belong to a lower, a lower order of sannyasis. Therefore, I do not deserve to sit with you. Purport. Mayabadi sannyasis are always very puffed up because of their knowledge of Sanskrit and because they belong to the Shankara Sampradaya. They are always under the impression that unless one is a brahmana and a very good Sanskrit scholar, especially in grammar, one cannot accept the renounced order of life or become a preacher. Mayavadi sannyasis always misinterpret all the shastras with their word jugglery and grammatical compositions, yet Sri Shankaracharya himself condemned such jugglery of words in the verse, Prapte Sanihite Kale Nahi Nahi Rakshati Dukrin Karane. Dukrin refers to suffixes and prefixes in Sanskrit grammar. Shankaracharya warned his disciples that if they concerned themselves only with the principles of grammar, not worshipping Govinda, they were fools who would never be saved. Yet, in spite of Sri Shankaracharya's instructions, Foolish Mayavadi sannyasis are always busy juggling words on the basis of strict Sanskrit grammar. Mayavadi sannyasis are very puffed up if they hold the elevated sannyas title Tirtha Ashram or Saraswati. <clears throat> Even among Mayavadis, those who belong to other sampradayas and hold titles such as Vana, Aranya or Bharati 
are considered to be lower-grade sannyasis. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted sannyas from the Bharati Sampradaya and thus he considered himself a lower sannyasi than Prakashananda Saraswati. To remain distinct from Vaishnava sannyasis, the sannyasis of the Mayavadi, the Mayavadi Sampradaya always think themselves to be situated in a very much elevated spiritual order. But Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in order to teach them how to become humble and meek, accepted himself as belonging to a lower sampradaya of sannyasis. Thus he wanted to point out clearly Thus he wanted to point out clearly that his sannyasi is one who is advanced in spiritual knowledge. One who is advanced in spiritual knowledge should be accepted as occupying a better position than those who lack such knowledge. The Mayavadi Sampradaya sannyasis are generally known as Vedantis, as if Vedanta were their monopoly. Actually, however, Vedanti refers to a person who perfectly knows Krishna, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, 1515. By all the Vedas, it is Krishna to be. By all the Vedas, it is Krishna who is to be known. The so-called Mayavadi Vedantis do not know who Krishna is. Just one second, I have to mark something because I have to go back and check it out. Just one second. The Mayavadi Sampradaya sannyasis are generally known as Vedantis, as if Vedanta were their monopoly. Actually, however, Vedanti refers to a person who perfectly knows Krishna, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 1515, <clears throat> By all the Vedas, it is Krishna who is to be known. The so-called Mayavadi Vedantis who do, who do not know who Krishna is. The so-called Mayavadi Vedantis do not know who Krishna is. Therefore, their title, Vedanti, or knower of Vedanta philosophy, <clears throat> is simply a pretension. Mayavadi sannyasis always think of themselves as real sannyasis and consider sannyasis of the Vaishnava order to be brahmacharis. A brahmachari is supposed to engage in the service of a sannyasi and accept him as his guru. Mayavadi sannyasis 
therefore declared themselves to be not only gurus, but Jagad gurus, or the spiritual masters of the entire world, although, of course, they cannot see the entire world. <clears throat> Sometimes they dress gorgeously and travel on the backs of elephants in processions, and thus they are always puffed up, accepting themselves as Jagat Gurus. Srila Rupa Goswami, however, has explained that Jagat Guru properly refers to one who is the controller of his tongue, mind, words, belly, genitals, and anger. Prithiving Sisishat. Such a Jagat Guru is completely fit to make disciples all over the world. Due to false prestige, Mayavadi sannyasis who do not have these qualifications sometimes harass and blaspheme a Vaishnava sannyasi who humbly engages in the service of the Lord. Text 65 Prakashananda Saraswati, however, caught Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally by the hand and seated him with great respect in the midst of the assembly. Purport The respectful behavior of Prakashananda Saraswati towards Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is to be very much appreciated. Such behavior is calculated to be agyata sukriti or pious activities that one executes unknowingly. Thus, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very tactfully gave Prakashananda Saraswati an opportunity to advance in Agyata Sukriti so that in, the, so, that, so that in the future he might actually become a Vaishnava sannyasi. Text 66 Prakashananda Saraswati then said, I understand that your name is Sri Krishna Chaitanya. You are a disciple of Sri Keshava Bharati and therefore you are glorious. 67. You belong to our Shankar Sampradaya and live in our village, Varanasi, Varanasi. Why then do you not associate with us? Why is it that you, are, that you avoid even seeing us? Purport. A Vaishnava sannyasi, or a Vaishnava in the second stage of advancement in spiritual knowledge, can understand four principles namely the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the devotees, the innocent, and, <clears throat> and the jealous. And he behaves differently with each. He tries to increase his love for Godhead, make friendship with devotees, and preach Krishna consciousness among the innocent. But he avoids the jealous who are envious of the Krishna consciousness movement. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself exemplified such behavior and this is why Prakashananda Saraswati inquired why he did not associate or even talk with them. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed by example that a preacher of the Krishna consciousness movement generally should not waste his time talking with Mayavadi sannyasis but that when there are arguments on the basis of Shastra, a Vaishnava must come forward to talk and defeat them in philosophy. According to Mayavadi sannyasis, only one who takes sannyas in the disciplic succession from Shankaracharya is a Vedic sannyasi. 
Sometimes it is challenged that the sannyasis who are preaching in the Krishna consciousness movement are not genuine because they do not belong to Brahmana families. For Mayavadis do not offer sannyas to one who does not belong to a Brahmani, Brahmana family by birth. Unfortunately, however, they do not know that at present everyone is born a Shudra, Kalau, Shudra, Sambhavaha. It is to be understood that there are no Brahmanas in this age because those who claim to be Brahmanas simply on the basis of birthright do not have the Brahminical qualifications. However, even if one is born in a non-Brahmana family, if he has the Brahminical qualifications, he should be accepted as a Brahmana, as confirmed by Srila Narada Muni and the great saint Sridhar Swami. This is also stated in Srimad Bhagavatam. Both Narada and Sridhar Swami completely agree that one cannot be a Brahmana by birthright but must possess the qualities of a Brahmana. Thus, in our Krishna consciousness movement, we never offer sannyas, the sannyas order to a person whom we do not to be qualified in terms of the prescribed Brahminical principles. Although it is a fact, that unless one is a brahmana, he cannot become a sannyasi. It is not a valid principle that an unqualified man who was born in a brahmana family is a brahmana, whereas a brahminically qualified person born in a non-brahmana family cannot be accepted. The Krishna consciousness movement strictly follows the injunctions of Srimad Bhagavatam, avoiding misleading heresy and manufactured conclusions. Text 68 mm. You are a sannyasi. Why then do you indulge in chanting and dancing, engaging in your Sankirtan movement in the company of fanatics? Purport This is a challenge by Prakashananda Saraswati to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur writes in his Anubhasya that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the object of Vedanta philosophical research, has very kindly determined who is an appropriate candidate for study of Vedanta philosophy. The first qualification of such a candidate is expressed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his Shikshastaka. Trinadapi sunichina, tururapi suhishnuna, Amanina manadena kirtaniyak siddhaharihi. This statement indicates that one can hear or speak about Vedanta philosophy through the disciplic succession. One must be very humble and meek, more tolerant than a tree, and more humble than the grass. One should not claim respect for himself, but should be prepared to give all respect to others. One must have these qualifications to be eligible. One must have these qualifications to be eligible to understand Vedic knowledge. Text 69. <clears throat> Meditation and the study of Vedanta are the sole duties of a sannyasi. Why do you abandon these to dance with fanatics? Purport. As explained in regard to verse 41, 
Mayavadi sannyasis do not approve of chanting and dancing. Prakashananda Saraswati, like Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya, misunderstood Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be a misled young sannyasi and therefore asked him why he indulged in the association of fanatics instead of executing the duty of a sannyasi. Text 70 You look as brilliant as if you were Narayana himself. Will you kindly explain the reason that you have adopted the behavior of lower class people? Purport Due to renunciation, Vedanta study, meditation, and the strict regulated principles of their daily routine, Mayavadi sannyasis are certainly in a position to execute pious activities. Thus, Prakashananda Saraswati, on account of his piety, could understand that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not an ordinary person, but the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sakshat Narayana. Prakashananda considered him, Prakashananda considered him to be Narayana himself. Mayavadi sannyasis addressed one another as Narayana because they think that they are all going to be Narayana or merge with Narayana in the next life. Prakashananda Saraswati appreciated that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had already directly become Narayana <laughs> and did not need to wait until his next life. One difference between the Vaishnava and Mayavadi sannyasis or philosophies is that Mayavadi philosophers think that after giving up their bodies they are going to become Narayana by merging with his body. Whereas Vaishnava philosophers understand that after the body dies they are going to have a transcendental spiritual body in which to associate with Narayana. Now, this next series of verses are extremely important and we should hear them with as much attention as possible and note. Text 71 <clears throat> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied to Prakashananda Saraswati My dear sir, kindly hear the reason. My spiritual master considered me a fool and therefore he chastised me. Purport When Prakashananda Saraswati inquired from Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu why he neither studied Vedanta nor performed meditation, Lord Chaitanya presented himself as a number one fool in order to indicate that the present age, <clears throat> Kali Yuga, is an age of fools and rascals in which it is not possible to obtain perfection simply by reading Vedanta philosophy and meditating. The Shastras strongly recommend Hadir Nama, Hadir Nama, Hadir Nama, Eva Kevalam, Kalau Nasteva, 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 Gatir Anyata. In this age of quarrel and hypocrisy, the only means of deliverance is the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. People in general in Kali Yuga are so fallen 
that it is not possible for them to obtain perfection simply by studying the Vedanta Sutra. One should therefore seriously take to the constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Text 72 You are a fool, he said. You are not qualified to study Vedanta philosophy and therefore you must always chant the holy name of Krishna. This is the essence of all mantras or Vedic hymns. Purport Shibhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj <clears throat> comments in this connection. One can become perfectly successful in the mission of his life if he acts exactly according to the words he hears from the mouth of his spiritual master. This acceptance of the words of the spiritual master is called Shrauta Bhakya, which indicates that the disciple must carry out the spiritual master's instructions without deviation. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur remarks in this connection that a disciple must accept the words of his spiritual master as his life and soul. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here confirms, confirms this by saying that since his spiritual master ordered him only to chant the holy name of Krishna. He always chanted the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. According to this direction, Krishna Mantra Japasada A Mantra Sar. Krishna is the origin of everything. Therefore, when a person is fully Krishna conscious, it is to be understood that his relationship with Krishna has been fully confirmed. Lacking Krishna consciousness, one is only partially related with Krishna and therefore not in his constitutional position. Although Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna, the spiritual master of the entire universe, he nevertheless took the position of a disciple in order to teach by example how a devotee should strictly follow the orders of, the spir of a spiritual master in executing the duty of always chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. One who is very much attracted to the study of Vedanta philosophy must take lessons from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this age, no one is actually competent to study Vedanta, and therefore it is better that one chant the holy name of the Lord, which is the essence of all Vedic knowledge. As Krishna himself confirms in the Bhagavad Gita, 1515 By all the Vedas I am to be known. Indeed, I am the compiler of Vedanta and I am the knower of the Vedas. Only fools give up the service of the spiritual master and think themselves advanced in spiritual knowledge. In order to check such fools, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself presented the perfect example of how to be a disciple. A spiritual master 
knows very well how to engage each disciple in a particular duty. But if a disciple, thinking himself more advanced than his spiritual master, gives up his orders and acts independently, he checks his own spiritual progress. Every disciple must consider himself completely unaware of the science of Krishna and must always be ready to carry out the orders of the spiritual master to become competent in Krishna consciousness. A disciple should always remain a fool before his spiritual master. Therefore, sometimes pseudo-spiritualists accept a spiritual master who is not even fit to become a disciple because they want to keep him under their control. This is useless for spiritual realization. One who imperfectly knows Krishna consciousness cannot know Vedanta philosophy. A showy display of Vedanta study without Krishna consciousness is a feature of the external energy, maya. And as long as one is attracted by the inebrieties of this ever-changing material energy, he deviates from devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. An actual follower of Vedanta, an actual follower of Vedanta philosophy is a devotee of Lord Vishnu, who is the greatest of the great and the maintainer of the entire universe. Unless one surpasses the field of activities in service to the limited, one cannot reach the unlimited. Knowledge of the unlimited is actual brahma-gyan, or knowledge of the Supreme. Those who are addicted to fruitive activities and speculative knowledge cannot understand the value of the holy name of Lord Krishna, which is always completely pure, eternally liberated, and full of spiritual bliss. One who has taken shelter of the holy name of the Lord, which is identical with the Lord, does not have to study Vedanta philosophy for he has already completed all such study. One who is unfit to chant the holy name of Krishna, but thinks that the holy name is different from Krishna, and thus takes shelter of Vedanta study in order to understand him, must be considered a number one fool, as confirmed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, by his personal behavior, and philosophical speculators who want to make Vedanta philosophy an academic career are also considered to be within the material energy. A person who always chants the holy name of the Lord, however, is already beyond the ocean of nations. And thus, even a person born in a low family who engages in chanting the holy name of the Lord is considered to be beyond the study of Vedanta philosophy. In this connection, Srimad Bhagavatam 3.33.7 states, Aho bhatta shwapacho togadiyan yajjivagre vartate namatubhyam tapustapaste juhuvu sasnuraya ramanuchur namagrinantayete If a person born in a family of dog-eaters takes to the chanting of the holy name of Krishna, it is to be understood that in his previous life he must have executed all kinds of austerities and penances and performed all the Vedic yagyas. Another, another quotation states, 
Rigvedo Tava Yajurveda Samavedo Pitarvanaha Aditas Yena Yuk Yenuktam Hadir It Yakshada Dvayam A person who chants the two syllables Ha Ri has already sit, is, has already studied the four Vedas Sama Rig Yajur and Atarva. Take the advantage of these verses. There are some Sahajyas who, taking everything very cheaply, consider themselves elevated Vaishnavas, but do not care even to touch the Vedanta Sutra or Vedanta philosophy. A real Vaishnava should, however, study Vedanta philosophy, but if after studying Vedanta, one does not adopt the chanting of the holy name of the Lord, he is no better than a Mayavadi. Therefore, one should not be a Mayavadi, yet one should not be unaware of the subject matter of Vedanta philosophy. Indeed, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited his knowledge of Vedanta in his discourses with Prakashananda Saraswati. Thus, it is to be understood that a Vaishnava should be completely conversant with Vedanta philosophy, but should not think that studying Vedanta is all in all, and therefore be unattached to the chanting of the holy name. A devotee must know the importance of simultaneously understanding Vedanta philosophy and chanting the holy names. If by studying Vedanta one becomes an impersonalist, he has not been able to understand Vedanta. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 15.15 Vedanta means the end of knowledge. The ultimate end of knowledge is knowledge of Krishna who is identical with his holy name. Cheap Vaishnavas, Sahajas do not care to study the Vedanta philosophy as commented upon by the four Acharyas. In the Gaudiya Sampradaya, there is a Vedanta commentary called the Govinda Bhasya, but the Sahajas consider such commentaries to be untouchable philosophical speculation, and they consider the Acharyas to be mixed devotees. Thus, they clear their way to hell. Okay, we'll stop here. We have some nectarian uh, verses to, coming up. We'll save them till tomorrow. All right, any any reflections from anyone? Any uh, further discussion? from Dal Nitai, Haribo, Haribo, Dal Nitai. Dear and respected Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisances. All glories to Your Holiness. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Referring to the example cited in tonight's reading, would it be suggested that we as members of the ISKCON actually bow down upon meeting a Mayavadi sannyasi, or do we better greet or do we better greet with folded hands or 
Would you please give <clears throat> your opinion? It depends. It depends on the situation. Um, Srila Prabhupada instructed us that since we don't, if, if you don't know who a person is and they are in sannyas dress, it's better to offer your respect. It doesn't mean that you have to pay your full obeisances, but like Doyle Ditai is saying, you can always you know, bow your head and give the pranam uh, joint hand salute. That would be good enough. Srila Prabhupada himself uh, showed this once in New York when there was a Mayavadi sannyasi that came to visit him. And just before, he had been preaching very strongly to the devotees about the Mayavadi sannyasis and their philosophy. And he mentioned that he would kick in face with boot such a person. So when this sannyasi came in, Prabhupada immediately called him over, had him sit next to him on his seat and offered him all respect spoke to him in Hindi and were, was very affectionate to him. Then afterwards, you know, the devotees came up to Prabhupada said, after he left, to Prabhupada, he was a Mayavadi and you told us that we should, you know, kick on shoe, kick on face with boot shoe or something like that. And Prabhupada said, no, we, we speak like that to, to make the point, the strong point about how we should not you know, uh, be disrespectful to anyone. And in these purports, uh, you may notice that in, in one purport, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said that the Vaishnava, one of the qualities of a Vaishnava is they offer all respect to others. Others means Vaishnava sannyasis, I mean uh, Mayabadi sannyasis. So it's not wrong to do that. But having said that, it's not a mechanical situation. If you're in a situation where a, where a Mayavadi sannyasi is exhibiting the blasphemy of Krishna consciousness in public, in front of you, or whatever, then you're not acquired to offer obeisances. You just immediately should leave that place. You offer respect and you leave the place. So it's not a mechanistic, you know, uh, formulaic philosophy that we live by. And it depends also on who we are, what we understand. It's not that everybody has to do exactly the same thing for the same reason. But the principle is, yes, offer everyone respect and don't, con don't expect uh, any respect for oneself. That's a Vaishnava behavior. Thank you, Sri the Guru Maharaj. Mm. Sarva Prabhu. Hare Krishna Sarva. He says, mm. Hare Krishna. It seems that Sri the Prabhupada deserves the title Jagat Guru because he is preaching everywhere through his books and disciples. 
Is this a correct understanding? Absolutely correct. Essential truth spoken concisely is true eloquence. Eloquently put, Sarva, thank you very much. Something from Krishna Katha, Prabhu. Krishna Katha. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Today we heard about Mayavadi philosophy and its misdirection. How best to preach to family that is newly excited about their starting to watch Sadhguru on YouTube, thinking that we will share Vaisheshka Maharaj's and your readings on YouTube. Should we try to dissuade them or just give them the personal Vaishnava perspective as much as possible? Uh, it's not quite clear. I didn't hear the middle part. Read it again. How well, Today we heard about Mayavadi philosophy and its misdirection. Right. How best to preach to a family that is newly excited about their starting to watch Sadhguru on YouTube? How best to preach to a family who is excited to watch Sadhguru on YouTube? Well, first of all, who is Sadhguru? Do you know? I don't know much about him, but he seems kind of fraud. <laughs> Well, I'm talking to him, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to him. Um, and then the rest of it? It says, thinking that we will share Vaisheshka Maharaj's and your readings on YouTube. It's, a, it, it's, it's hard to answer that question because I don't know these people, I don't know the situation. Uh, Of course, you'd never make a mistake asking them to tune in to YouTube to Vaisheshika Prabhu's lectures. That, that would not be a mistake. Um, if there, it, I, it's, it, there's not enough variables for me to a, even answer, answer this question. How long have they been reading or watching this? Have they just started? Uh, why? What are they? What? Who are they? What, you say they're enthusiastic to watch him. That means they must not know very much. They must be brand new. Or maybe they've been watching him for a long time. I don't know. I don't have enough uh, background to to answer this question directly. All I know is it's never a mistake to send anybody to Vaisheshika Prabhu's lectures. Period. In terms of my readings, that's that's up to you, but. But uh, if he's in that area, then he's got an opportunity to do, maybe go see Vaisheshika Prabhu, if possible. That would be the best thing to do, to connect him with Vaisheshika Prabhu, so that perhaps he could go and... Of course, now everything's locked down, so... That's what I would do. Put him in touch with Vaisheshika Prabhu, because he's there in the area there's an opportunity for perhaps to, for him to meet him and get the right uh, impression. And you should preach yourself. Read these verses, especially this chapter. 
this chapter has long purports that dis, dis, dissect and dis, 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 disassemble the Mayavadi philosophy and you can learn how to uh, defeat the Mayavad philosophy through these, uh, the rest of this chapter. Learn it yourself and learn how to preach. And if a person is too much, uh, if the person is too much indoctrinated in the Mayavad philosophy, then it's quite likely they won't be able to hear very much. That's why I say I can't say for example exact, exactly the right advice because it depends on how much they've heard. It depends on how how much faith they have in the Mayavad philosophy. But anybody who has heard it with submissively, they're contaminated and it's very difficult for them to hear the simple truth of the Vaishnava philosophy, the real Vedanta philosophy. He says they just started tuning in and it's Vrindavaneshwari's family. Oh, Vrindavaneshwari's family. Well, that makes it a lot clearer. Uh, so Vrindavaneshwari should preach to them and warn them that this is not an, this is not a, uh, an actual uh, authorized uh, spiritual teacher and warn them that there are many spiritual teachers from India who are taking advantage of innocent people and giving them incorrect philosophy, she should preach to them, the family. Don't be afraid to preach to the family. And if she thinks she's going to ruin the relationship, then be careful. Be very careful. But yes, definitely. I mean, are they in Houston? Are they in Houston? Vrindavanetri family still in Houston? Are they close to you or what? I don't remember. I think they're they're somewhere in Texas, no? Anyway, she should give the basis of the philosophy, explain the, in, the last page of the introduction of the Gita to them, how the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita is coming down from Krishna, the original speaker, you know, in the line of disciplic session down to Srila Prabhupada, and encourage them to, uh, to hear from Prabhupada and those in, in Prabhupada's line. If they're just starting, then inoculate them, immunize them. She says, yes, her family is in Houston. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, do the best you can. <laughs> he says, thank you, Maharaj, this is clear. We will continue our preaching according to time and place. Yes. from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Thank you for another edifying reading on how Lord Chaitanya dealt 
with Prakashananda Saraswati in a very interesting way. I would like to offer some reflections. Personally, I found it funny as well as smart the way how Lord Chaitanya got the attention of the Mayavadi sannyasis by exhibiting a brilliant light shining from his body, which is what they are all attracted to. I am looking forward to hear how the Lord will attract the Mayavadi sannyasi to surrender to him. I also find it very compassionate of Lord Chaitanya that he took sannyas to force the Mayavadis to respect him. What a sacrifice he made simply to save the persons most envious of his position. Correct. Thank you very much. Nicely put, I might add. Okay, if that's it, I'm giving you a little time here. Any more? Anybody else? Of course, we can't, we can't imitate Lord Chaitanya. You know, we can't make a, an effulgence come from our bodies like 10 million suns. <laughs> that's only for Krishna to do. But it is, it is a genius thing that he did, of course. He's the supreme genius. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's let the flow of the next verses give us even more wonderful uh, lessons in how to behave and how to uh, think properly in, in our relationship with Krishna and our spiritual master and the Vaishnavas. Okay, thank you so much. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Samabeda Bhakti Vrindagi Jai. All glories to all the assembled devotees. And I'll see you tomorrow, same place, same time, same station. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow. Hare Bo.